Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Please have a seat. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Late Show. In here, out there, everybody playing hooky. I'm your host. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Now you're on camera. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. It's a rainy day here in New York. Before the storm, the National Weather Service urged New Yorkers to take it slow today (laughs) if traveling. Now, if you want to take it slow, just walk behind any tourist in Midtown. (laughs) What are you looking up out there? It's a building. Don't they have bricks where you come from? (laughs) Of course, we're not the only place that has weather. From an atmospheric river to tornadoes to today's rain, extreme weather has struck coast to coast. Scientists agree that all these extreme weather events are tied to global warming, which is happening whether you believe it or not. (laughs) For the record, many Americans choose not because a new poll says 45% of Americans don't believe humans cause climate change. It doesn't matter what you believe, it's true. That's like not believing that humans cause pants pooping. It's just part of the natural cycle of my khakis. (laughs) I'm going to leave them for my grandchildren to deal with. (laughs) So the planet's in trouble. Mm. But luckily, this weekend, world leaders are gathering yet again to wear lanyards about it at (laughs) COP26, the 26th United Nations Climate Change Conference. 26th? Holy crap, this crisis is so old, it could rent a car. (laughs) But it shouldn't ride a bike, climate change. Now, the conference starts on October 31st. Yes, it's a climate change spooktacular! (laughs) 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 Those weren't actually special effects. That was just a storm caused by irreversible changes to the jet scream! President Biden and other world leaders will meet to address the ongoing climate crisis in Glasgow, Scotland. They're meeting in Scotland? Even if they do solve climate change, we'll never know. <laughs> Cheers, laddies. After hours of haven, we don't well agree to reduce methane emissions caused by fat and coos by 27. 
go away now. Close. Close. Something like that. Something like that. Because COP26 has taken place in the UK, we've gotten a preview of what to expect from British Prime Minister and cartoon... <laughs> and happy cartoon duckling Boris Johnson. Johnson doesn't seem too optimistic about what world leaders can achieve at COP26, as he told a group of children. It's going to be very, very tough, this summit. And I'm very worried, because it, it, might, go, it might go wrong. There's the can-do British spirit. <laughs> Reminds me of those posters during World War II. Keep calm, Hitler might win. <laughs> this conference could be one of our last chances to make bold collective action to avert climate disaster. That's already not going well, because the leaders of China and Russia said they won't be at the summit, even though China and Russia produce some 32% of global CO2 emissions. The big polluters aren't even there. This is an all-or-nothing situation. Arby's motto isn't, we have some meats. <laughs> There's another storm soaking America. It's called inflation. Right now, shoppers are facing faster increases in prices for consumer goods than at any point this century, including gas, which has jumped $1.22 over the last year. Terrible news, but you know who won't be reporting it? The propagandists over at Gas Pump TV. <laughs> Their biggest story is buy one, get one Coke Zero at the BP convenience. <laughs> High prices are also hitting food, the gas of the mouth. <laughs> According to economists, breakfast is about to get a whole lot more expensive. Oats are up more than 80%, and the price of sugar and lean hogs are up, which means record prices for America's favorite cereal, cinnamon toast ham. <laughs> and I could go for some of that. That sounds... <laughs> thanks to inflation, Thanksgiving 2021 could be the most expensive meal in the history of the holiday. And that's saying something. The first Thanksgiving cost Native Americans an entire continent. <laughs> Now, no part of Thanksgiving table... Too soon? It's too soon? No part of the Thanksgiving table is safe. High prices are hitting sweet potatoes, pie, dinner rolls, even the disposable aluminum turkey roasting pan. Not the aluminum roasting pan! That's the moistest part of the turkey! Even canned cranberry sauce will cost more, in part because China is limiting steel production to reduce carbon emissions. What?! You lied to us, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> you told us fighting climate change would be hard, but you never told us the cost. A world without can-shaped towers of gelatinous red sugar plasma. <laughs> At least we can get stuff in the United States, unlike the UK, which is currently facing crippling shortages. I'll tell you all about it in tonight's Cargo Unchained British Edition. The Brits were already having supply chain issues because of Brexit when COVID hit. Now food is so scarce that some supermarkets are filling empty produce sections and bare store shelves with pictures of whatever items should have been in those places. Yes, things have gotten so bad that the technical challenge on the great British baking show this week was paper mache brownies. <laughs> now let's see what these actual cardboard groceries look like. Here's some asparagus. If you eat it, your pee smells like cardboard. <laughs> or you could try the cardboard carrots. 
And evidently, they also ran out of photos of cardboard carrots. <laughs> Fun fact, this is true, those non-carrots were photographed at a supermarket in the real town called Fakenham. It's right between On the Nosington and Wiscrudshire. <laughs> Some stores aren't even putting in the effort to print actual photos of food, opting instead for outlines of generic products. <laughs> At least that's what I think it is. It could be the chalk outline of food that was murdered. <laughs> Back stateside over the weekend, we learned that the Capitol riot got planning help from Republican lawmakers like Alabama congressman and man pausing mid-speech to order a round of breadsticks. Mo Brooks. Rolling Stone reports that Brooks met with Stop the Steal organizers prior to January 6th, but Brooks says he had no involvement in the rally until January 5th, when he claims the White House first asked him to speak. That's not much of a defense. Your Honor, my client swears he had nothing to do with the bank robbery until the day before, <laughs> when he was asked to drive the getaway car, and then, of course, when he drove the car. It's hard to believe that Brooks had no sense of what was coming since he spoke at the rally while wearing body armor. That's like showing up to your surprise party in a full ball gown and tiara. Something tells me you were tipped off. Oh, my God, the fall of democracy. You guys, you shouldn't have. Brooks uh, washed his hands of any involvement but said his staff might have been involved. Wow. Way to throw your team under the campaign bus. Reminds me of Harry Truman's famous plaque. The buck stops there. Where my assistant sits. Get her! <laughs> if you don't like that joke, I had nothing to do with it, but my writers might have been involved. <laughs> Another... Please be over. Oh, my God! Cold-blooded. Another alleged co-conspirator is Arizona representative and inventor of the dick-face selfie. <laughs> Paul Gosar. Gosar ignored reports that he encouraged the insurrection, instead choosing to post a meme of his head photoshopped onto James Bond. It's appropriate. After all, Gosar's IQ is 007. <laughs> and there you go. That's a simple one. Alabama. That's simple. Yeah, the people like it. Makes them. people happy. And if he helped plan the riot, he'll be lucky to be out on Bond. <laughs> Bail bond. Here's my problem. Everyone knows when you're photoshopping your head onto Daniel Craig's body, you're supposed to use this picture. It's science. Hold on, wait, let me fix one thing. Okay. Now it's perfect. We got a great show for you tonight. My guest is CBS's own Katie Couric. But when we come back, meanwhile... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John, I, I hold her in my hands. I hold her in my hands. 
The questions I'm going to be asking our guest tonight, Katie Couric. Oh, yes. Katie is. Couric, she's got a book out now called Going There. Mm. And, That's John, she goes there. Oh, yeah. In this book. Matter of fact, there's a whole page. There's one whole page of questions just called Juicy Tidbits. Uh-huh. I like it. Because she brought it. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, she... Uh, I'm not going to say goes after. Yes. Because she's not vicious. Right, right. But she spills the tea. Oh, yeah. On, and on, a, on an illustrious career. Oh, yeah. And what I like about her is she just she spills the tea on herself as well. She doesn't she doesn't leave herself out of the the right. the, 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 the the tea stain area. Yeah, yeah. You can't be tossing stones in a glass house, you see. No, no, no. Her house seems to be made of stones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, looking forward to that. Folks, over here. Folks. Cause I'll talk anywhere you point. I'll park anywhere. <laughs> I'm a puppet on a string. Folks, I spent a lot of time standing right over there, okay? Hand-picking only the ripest, most topical daily headlines, seeking out the sweetest, most refined gesture jams and joke jellies, <laughs> curating a plate of local comedy-fed meats and satirical cheeses to lay out the artisanal charcuterie board a news bouche that is my nightly monologue. <laughs> but sometimes I wake up in the grease trap out of an unlicensed slaughterhouse, splash my face with some beef tallow, render a rudimentary preserve from bone marrow and melted gummy worms and throw it together with some sweetbreads and tripe to present the plowman's platter of unclaimed offal that is my segment. <laughs> Meanwhile... Back in the groove. That's it. Meanwhile, it's the North Star. It guides you home every time. <laughs> Meanwhile... For sleep-deprived Hong Kong residents, there's a new Hong Kong bus meant to put people to sleep. Because when I want rest and relaxation, my first thought is public bus. <laughs> I can't wait to peacefully nod off between the woman clipping her toenails and the drifter with pink eye and a support ferret. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Colorado, a hiker lost on a mountain for 24 hours ignored calls from rescuers because they didn't recognize the phone number. The hiker... The hiker was reported missing after not returning when they got lost at night, then found their way out but didn't tell anyone, leading authorities to remind everyone, if you're overdue according to your itinerary and you start getting repeated calls from an unknown number, please answer the phone. <laughs> no! No! No can do, rescue guys. I would rather eat my own frostbitten foot than risk answering a call about my vehicle's warranty. No. No. Meanwhile, on Sunday, star of men's football Tom Brady became the first NFL quarterback to throw 600 touchdown passes. Now... That's impressive. Obviously, the ball Brady threw for the 600th TD is an important NFL artifact, which is why, after catching the ball, the Bucks receiver Mike Evans cherished that precious memorabilia so much that he immediately gave it away to a fan. <laughs> Mike! Mike! No! You can't be that reckless with a piece of sports history. Where in the world did he ever learn such... Okay, I understand. <laughs> that checks out. Now... The Bucks got the ball back, which is estimated to be worth at easily half.
half a million dollars plus by offering the fan a package including season tickets and autographed memorabilia, plus a little something from Brady himself. I'm also giving him a Bitcoin, which, I mean, that's pretty cool, too. So, for a ball worth half a mil, you gave him football tickets, Bucks merch, and the concept of money. <laughs> Remind me never to sacrifice anything for Tom Brady. Hey, thanks so much for donating that kidney, Steve. Here's a pack of Tic Tacs from my wife's purse. A spare button on my sweater and a fistful of skee ball tickets. That's enough for a keychain. <laughs> Meanwhile, supply chain issues are affecting everything, including the ingredients to make the color blue. So, we're running out of blue paint, which is why the Blue Man Group is temporarily the bald guy bunch. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Meanwhile, this time of year, we here at Meanwhile Global Consolidated Shipping and Discount Cockatoo Smuggling <laughs> come across so many Halloween-related stories that we collect them all in our Meanwhile sub-segment, Halloween-while. <laughs> Halloween-while. Winemaker Franzia just unveiled a new boxed wine Halloween costume that dispenses real wine. That's, that's kind of weird. I thought it would have dispensed Franzia. <laughs> but... Where is, where is the wine dispensed from? Well, each costume includes an internal pouch that can carry a full bag of Franzia. Same here, baby. <laughs> full pouch. <laughs> costume comes in two varieties, rich and buttery Chardonnay, and dark red blend, so you can pick which color you want to vomit. <laughs> Halloween while. The candy corn has been hacked. A ransomware gang targeted the confectionery responsible for producing candy corn. Oh no! But now on Halloween, what will our kids immediately throw in the garbage? <laughs> oh wait, Necco wafers. They'll throw away the Necco wafers. If I want to eat chalk, I will eat chalk. <laughs> Halloween while, a crack has disqualified a pumpkin from competition after it was thought to be the largest in the U.S. That is the most shocking crack-related ban since the time I wore low-rise jeans to work. <laughs> yeah, come on. You taking that down? You taking that photo down that fast? Meanwhile, in music news, Metallica and Billy Joel are teaming up for a weekend of music in Las Vegas this February. Finally, the Metallica-Billy Joel crossover that neither of their fans ever asked for. I cannot wait to hear Enter Piano Man. Coming up, Katie Curry. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. 
Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's, uh, it's awfully nice to have you back, Thank Katie Couric. You. Wow, You're this place is crowded. Good isn't for you. It? Yeah. All the masks. Doing our best. That's awesome. We're doing our best. How hi. have you been? I'm good. I'm really good. I have to say hi to the band. Hi, guys. Hey. How are you? That's nice a pro. to see you. That's a pro right there. Knows to say hi to the band. <laughs> That's how you separate the sheep from the goats of the guests. Say hi to the band, <laughs> and really? they know who the important people on stage are well, right there. Honestly. Now, Catherine Couric. Yes, Stephen. You have written a new memoir, Going There. I have. You spill the tea on, among others, Jeff Fager, Jeff Zucker, Matt Lauer, Les Moonves, Larry King, Martha Stewart, various ex-boyfriends. <laughs> I become the Taylor Swift of memoirists, I yes. think. Yeah. And, and you don't spare yourself. <laughs> no. Okay? You also throw a couple bricks at your own house. Why put it all out there, Katie? Why not? Some people don't. <laughs> some people, you know, some people, you know, when they've had a fulfilling career, they end up writing a book that's like a hagiography about themselves to make them look fantastic at all times. And, and isn't don't. that boring, Stephen? I wanted to write a book about a full person who's complicated, who's not kind of a caricature of America's sweetheart, that, you know, has opinions, that has had experiences, and has flaws and strengths and... You know, otherwise, it would be so boring, right? Um, how early did you want to be a reporter? Because I have a photo of you here, <laughs> right there. There's young Katie Couric. I'm yeah. going to guess, like, you're that's seven. A, and people think that's a headband. It's actually a hat. I'm on my way to Girl Scout camp, I think, in fourth grade mm -hmm. in that picture. I don't know. I just, I think I've always been super observant. I wrote in my little fourth grade diary that's like this cloth-covered Paisley diary all about when the three astronauts, Grissom, White, and Chaffee, died on the launch pad in 1968, I believe. Apollo 1, yeah. Yeah, and I also used to do mock-up newspapers, and I've always been uber-extroverted. So all of those things, I think, combined made a career in journalism super nosy and curious, um, made it kind of tailor-made for me, I think. You say that Jane Pauley was a role model for you. When was, when was the first time you met her? Because obviously you had similar jobs eventually. Yeah, my, I lived in a, a I know, who, who'd have thunk it? I lived in right. this townhouse in It'd be like Georgia. me taking over for Letterman. I you know, come on. <laughs> I mean, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I lived in this townhouse in Georgetown, and my friend Wendy, who's one of my closest friends still, all these years later, we used to watch the Today Show every morning. Mm -hmm. She had a little TV on her, on her desk in the basement. She lived in the basement of this townhouse. And we used to watch Jane. And somehow when we were both at CNN in entry-level positions, it was just starting out when everybody called it Chicken Noodle News, we, we basically we, we got tickets to the radio and TV correspondence dinner, which was a really wow. big deal, yeah, Stephen. Sure, like, yeah. We were making $11,000 a year, basically, you know, runs. So we went to Loman. We bought these beautiful Lomans. Like, do you remember Lomans? Yes. We wow. used to go to Lomans and Sims to buy all our clothes because we were on a budget. Mm -hmm. And so we bought these dresses, and she said, 
there's Jane Polly. And she was going, you know, going, walking in. She goes, I dare you to go touch her. So, <laughs> so of course, I like walk up to Jane. I kind of graze her taffeta gown with my knuckles. And we were like so excited because we worship Jane Polly. Wow. And it, the idea that I ended up in the same job that Jane Polly had and did so beautifully, it was like that mind-blown emoji. Really, yeah, sure. it was so crazy. So you, you end up at, at the Today Show, and have you watched The Morning Show? I have, yeah. Is it like that? I don't mean like plot point and stuff like that, but yeah. is, it, is it like that? Are these shows just like a bag of snakes all fighting each other? Because <laughs> that's what it seems like, the personality conflict. Uh, you know what struck me about The Morning Show is they are all bat crazy. Every character is oh, I so... The, the show is. The show. Okay. Every character is, is carrying around a lot of baggage. They're all super neurotic. It's, it's, you know, I think it's exaggerated, but there's some of that. Which of the three morning shows do you think is craziest? I think they're all crazy, but less crazy than they used to be. I write about how intense the competition was in the booking wars. Mm -hmm. That was one of the most fun chapters to write about because... It was so insane when I was on the Today Show, this battle for the big gets. People would call up hotel rooms and they'd say, um, actually, there's been a change of plans. You're supposed to go to Good Morning America first and then go to the Today Show. And the guests would be like, oh, okay. So they would go to Good Morning America and then they would hold them hostage in the green room. So they'd be really late to the Today Show. And by the way, we did it too. We were awful as well. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just so funny to me, wow. the lengths we went to. But now... The landscape is so splintered. There's disintermediation. You don't necessarily, with all due respect, need What's... someone like you to get your message out, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> we have to take a quick break. I'm so sorry about that, but you know how this works. Gotta pay the bills. We'll be right back with more Katie Couric, everybody. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey, everybody, we're back with Katie Couric, the author of Going There. And Lord, does she. Katie, one area you talk about in this book is your 2016 interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. And that caused uh, a bit of attention at the time because you asked her about Colin Kaepernick and right. kneeling before the flag. And she had some um, unsupportive or unflattering things to say about that choice that he made. Very un unflattering. Um, surprisingly unflattering. Uh, and she said it was dumb and disrespectful stupid and arrogant she wouldn't necessarily he wouldn't be locked up for it because it's his right like flag burning is his right but she was highly highly critical and the reason i included that i chose to include that and in she the apologized book. for that well yeah what happened was somebody from her office called and said she really hadn't been following the story that carefully and she misspoke and i was like did she not understand it does she not really understand what colin kaepernick was doing and, you know, honestly, the human side of me was like, 
she's older, is she, is she confused about it? But then I realized I had to share her views. But there was one statement that I thought, I didn't quite understand what she meant. I didn't ask a follow-up question saying, can you clarify that? And I ended up not using it. And obviously it bothered me enough that mm. I wanted to include that in the book. The what fact did she that say? She said something about he's more fortunate. Uh, he, he should realize how fortunate or his parents should realize how fortunate they are uh, versus the countries they came from. And that's why education is so important. And even looking at it today, I've talked to a lot of my smart friends who are journalists, and they say it's, it's, it's not exactly clear what she was saying. So what I regret is that I didn't ask a follow-up question, and ultimately that I didn't include it, even after you know they said she misspoke, she doesn't really understand the intent mm -hmm. of this action or the purpose of it. And, and I said, I still question that choice. I think what I was trying to say is we all make judgment calls. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes our own human emotion gets involved in it. Um, and that's why I included it. And I think it's really interesting because I think the way to restore faith in the media is that we should be willing to say we made a mistake. Um, you know, NBC should be able to say we shouldn't have sat on the Access Hollywood tape, so the Washington Post had to, to uh, publicize that story. Mm -hmm. Or CBS should say we shouldn't make women sign NDAs and push talented women out of the business while sexual harassers are allowed to stay and thrive. You know? I, uh, well, since I, you're there. Wait. Since you. Wait, I got one more, baby. CNN should be able to say we shouldn't allow Chris Cuomo to yuck it up with his brother, the governor of New York, with a giant Q-tip in the middle of the pandemic because it's good TV. They should say we made a bad decision. That was wrong. And I think it's really important for people to acknowledge when they probably have erred the wrong way. Mm -hmm. We have to take another break, but when we come back, I'll ask Katie about her years as the anchor of the CBS Evening News. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. I'm not sure when you and I first met, but I certainly remember one of our interactions is that I had broken my wrist. And I came up to the CBS broadcast center on 57th. I remember to, that. When you, were, when you were the anchor of the CBS Evening News to get you to sign my, my wrist. You, you did not seem particularly happy that day, and that is borne out by your description of that job in this book. What was it about hosting this? Was I blinking my eyes to you? Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't have to. You literally turned to me at one point and said, they never let me do anything here that I might enjoy, but I really enjoyed this, and you walked out of the room. <laughs> because they were telling you, whoever was in the room with you said, you cannot continue with this bit. Oh, right, and, right. And you went, but why? This is all just for fun, and it's going to go to charity. <laughs> and they were so nervous yeah. about having you there, 
having fun yeah. in the fishbowl at CBS Evening News. What was that experience like for you? How much time do you have? <laughs> we got I mean, all the time in the listen, world. Listen, I, I, there, were, there are a lot of fantastic people at CBS News, but I think that Les Moonves lured me over there to shake up the, the newscast. The problem was nobody involved in the newscast really wanted it to be shaken up. So mm -hmm. I didn't really get buy-in from a lot of the people in powerful positions there like Jeff Fager. Anyway, um, so... But there were people there who literally were pushing back over something that Les Moonves wanted because say what you want about Les Moonves, and a lot has been said, um, he oh, yes. actually ran the network. What he said happened, happened he, there. Yes, yes. I think what, ha what occurred is he hired me. He wanted to try something. CBS had been in third place in the evening newscast for, I think, a decade or more. I think he, it was sort of a Hail Mary hire. And once I got there, though, um, I think that I was so different culturally. CBS is really, I think, the most traditional network. It's mm -hmm. kind of most, the most old boys club, or at least it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like the, the body rejecting the organ transplant. <laughs> you were the we healthy kidney? I was the healthy kidney, and they didn't want it. They didn't need it, right? So they thought. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, I needed some anti-rejection drugs, stat, but mm -hmm. nobody was uh, providing them. And you know, it was it was a really tough experience. I tell this funny story, you know, to get sort of relentlessly criticized. Also, I think America wasn't necessarily ready for an, uh, an anchor with lipstick. You know, I was mm -hmm. kind of the first. Even one. though you were already so famous and and beloved. Well, I mean. I, I mean, I think I was, I was not exactly the archetype. You know, I, I, you can't get more different than me and Scott Pelley, for example, who came in and replaced me. Mm -hmm. You know, he's very sort of more, much more of a traditional anchor person. Mm -hmm. So I think that the country and CBS has the oldest, most traditional audience. And internally, in terms of the DNA of that organization, mm -hmm. they were just not that into me. And I remember going home and, uh, and like, my daughters were at the kitchen table and like it's really hard like when you are just just attacked relentlessly day after day and I'm pretty tough but hey I'm human and so I started crying at the dinner table and my daughters you know they were like 10 and 14 and they were they were so taken aback and you know this was after Jay had died and I was a single mom and and they were like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I'm having a really hard time. I sounded just like Mary Tyler Moore there. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and Carrie said, Mom, remember what Samantha says in Sex in the City? If, if, this is my 10-year-old. If, <laughs> if I listened to what every bitch in New York said about me, I'd never leave the house. <laughs> and with that, and with that, Ladies and gentlemen, she's going there. It's available now, and she's Katie Couric. This has been The Late Show Pot Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. 
Calling all vendors and non-vendors alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to super fans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts.